0: I view look at someone and say you need a God I view yes you do we need his perspective on everything in our life it'll make such a huge huge difference um and I think I have done something terrible and and, and unorganized my notes okay well talk amongst yourself this is going to be interesting um yes hallelujah people well, we'll just do that first part from memory. Let's see. Hold on, and go to Isaiah 55. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, you. Need, yeah, you need that. Okay. Oh, there it is. the time that you can talk during the sermon so you don't talk later okay all right isaiah 55 and um we're going to start with verse 8 new king james version for my thoughts are not your thoughts says the lord nor are your ways my ways says the lord For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not. Someone say, it shall not. Return to me void, says the Lord, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Um, And so we hold fast to that this morning, um, that God's word shall prosper in his ways. Say, his ways are higher than my ways. Let's pray. Father, we welcome your Holy Spirit who is already here. We thank you, sir. Speak to my brothers and sisters. I'm never up to this task, the sacred desk, the sacred pulpit. I honor what you can do because I've had people to speak to me under the anointing. It made such a difference. So, sir, I just ask you in my weakness to be strong and to bring forth your word. Whisper in the ears of my brothers and sisters, even what I do not say. And let Christ be glorified in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. A change of perspective can make all the difference in the world. God says to us in Isaiah 55, my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. It's amazing when you think of the old term bird's eye view. Everyone say bird's eye view. I sent a couple of pics that came up when you Googled that. Because I just thought, I wonder if there's anything this morning at about 9.00. And uh, they're going to bring up a picture of that, I think, of a bird's-eye view. I shall wait upon that. Um, A bird's-eye view means to see something from high and above. How many know that God sees things high and above? There you go. There's a bird's-eye view. How does that look? I'm not sure which city that is. Uh, Seattle. Well, aren't y'all great? Okay, there's Seattle. Yeah, I see that little thing now. Well, hallelujah. There it is. It's Seattle. Give a hand for Seattle, people. The place that it rains, you're stop- nonstop. You do not There's your bird. Now, I don't know what city this is. Do y'all want to guess on this one? I think it's New York. Um, it's kind of showing you where the term bird's eye view means. Keep the pick up, please, gentlemen. It means an overall or cursory look over something or aerial look over something. I mean, curse like curse but let's say an overall, everyone saying an overall. How many know that God has more than a bird's eye view, he has a God's view of everything in your life? You know, it's amazing, you bring the pic down though, I'm fascinated by it, maybe it'll be my screen at home, I don't know, but you know, it's amazing how when you fly into a city and you can start seeing the city beneath you, how everything looks so in order. That's the way God sees things for you and I today. And he says to us in Isaiah 55, I, I want you to get my perspective is what he's saying. I want you to see things the way I see them. You know, I want you not to be afraid. It's funny with all the, um, the postings about end times this week. I've had to counsel a lot of people out of fear and wanting to build bungalows underneath their house and hoard up guns and never come out. You know, it's just, it, that should not invoke Fear. God is God today as much as he was 2,000 years ago. He will continue to be God. Can I get an amen? And can you imagine, are you that are parents, have you ever had your children to be so fearful? I could go on stories, but I don't want to. It's a short word. But I could tell you story after story of my children when they were so afraid. My daughter with tornadoes, Courtney, when she was younger. Christine wasn't afraid of much. But when we'd hit a few things, she was afraid. But Courtney, we'd have to pray, and she'd want me to quote Psalms 91 tornadoes we still call her the resident weather watcher if you want anyone to text you when there's something going on in the air Courtney shall do that for you Um, because she'd get so afraid but it didn't matter how much I tried to comfort her it broke my heart at different times of her life that things would make her so afraid let me say to you this morning your Abba father is better than the best earthly parent in this universe and to see you in fear and to see me in fear Because of things we face or things that are before us or behind us or inside of us or before us. Come on somebody. Or around us. Causes him great pain. This morning, the best image I could do and it's a very poor one is this tall ladder. And in in my mind, I wanted Pastor Todd to climb it and sit on it. But he said he would go through the roof. So, okay, I left that go. And this is a little step stool but this is really too tall. And this is too short. But this is the difference between How much higher God sees your life and my life and this world and our small, petty, feeble attempts to get a grip on what's going on behind us. Can I get around us? Can I get an amen? Come on, somebody. Give God a praise for his perspective. To get his perspective is something we have to do. We get overcome by pressures, by circumstances, by just everyday existence. We get tunneled. Everyone say tunnel. We see only what we see. I can't see what that bird's seeing at New York City. When I'm walking down New York City, you can't even, you're going to break your neck trying to look up. I've been there several times at the buildings. And that's the way we are in life. We get tunnel vision and we see what we only see. And then if by chance or peradventure we get swamped by pain, overwhelmed by stress, anybody been there but me, shaken by temptation, can I get an amen from every living soul, Maybe it's just a temptation to say the wrong word this morning. No one could possibly understand us, we think. We think no one could help us in this battle, even though we have, I'll talk about this in a moment, we have journeys of battles. He has fought time and time again and given us victory. But oh, no, no, he can't help me in this one. Anybody want to raise your hand and say you thought that before? Come on. It's all a sudden discouragement creeps in like that Ishbi Banab giant we talked about last week that came against David. And all of a sudden, that moment, that thing overwhelms us to want us to retreat, to give up our freedom. The stone that we use, just following again in these three week little mini series I didn't plan on doing, but we have done it. On the stone of divine perspective. Someone say, divine perspective. If I'm going to knock down these things that stand before me, I've got to remember, He is God and I am not. Can I get an amen? He is God. Everyone say, He is God. I am not. My point of view will probably be distorted. If God is who he says he is, he has all knowledge, he has all power, and he does not miss a thing. He didn't miss a thing 2,000 years ago. He's not missing a thing about Shemitah, Shemitah, and I'm not making fun, about every evil thing or things that might come to pass in prophecy. God's already lived it. And God loves his children. If you think for a moment that God does not love his children, you you need to Google and watch Christy see her child after a year and know that every time a prodigal comes home, God rejoices and weeps and shouts and screams. Oh, look it up in Scripture. Somebody say amen. Amen. Well, I got to step outside and you got to step outside of your circumstances and try to see things from God's vantage point. I didn't even put this together till late last night. So forgive me if it's a little raw, but from his perspective, impossibilities are suddenly made possible. Insufferable pain becomes bearable. Failure turns glorious. Questions of why and why me are suddenly answered by amazing grace how sweet the sound that's brought me through trials and tribulations and things in the past and present and today his grace shall make me to endure can somebody give him praise tomorrow's labor day i'll post about it but the early church called perseverance the queen of all virtues because if you can outlast, the devil has no counterattack for perseverance. You can outlast the enemy in anything because he does not have a counterattack for endurance. But what we do is not crawl into the lap of the enemy, but we crawl into the lap of our Father and learn to trust him in his perspective. We try to decide often what is best for us in our circumstances. But our predicament lies in this: trusting a God who says, I am God, you are not. My Faults and my ways are so much higher. Dream as best as you can, says the Lord, how I might turn this around for you. But let me say to you, dear children, whatever you dream, according to Ephesians 3 and 20, I will do exceedingly above what you could think, what you could ask. I will open doors that no man can shut, and I will shut doors that no man can open. And I will give you peace that goes way past understanding. Draw a map if you can, Steven Spielberg. Come on, Mel Gibson. Try to draw a miracle power of the working God but with all your special effects with all your dramatized Hollywood um, encounters you can never portray what God has in his mind for his children whom he loves whom he gave his only son for and who his heart beats today for somebody give God a shout of praise why does God, this Friday night, we went to see War Room. We're going to go Sunday night with our sisters, The Quail's Body. We went to see War Room. Great movie. I encourage you to see it or wait. Hopefully, they'll rush it before Christmas on DVD, and we'll show it on a Wednesday night. Powerful. Jesus is all in it. I mean, it was all I could do to restrain myself to the English language. It was all I could do not to get up. Becky Kaufman was in the upper part of the balcony. Just a lot of us met up by um, accident, I guess you would say. And uh, not to run, it was so powerful, so full of the name of Jesus and the power of prayer. I'm telling you, your soul needs it. You know, it, 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 in there it talks about a war room, and I'm just passing by this one place. It talks about strategizing with God, and the, the, uh, the um, premise is set upon a woman, uh, an elderly black woman or older black woman, who her husband was a general in the war and he taught her how to strategize, but she used that in prayer. That's all I'm going to say about it. I don't know why God gives us the opportunity to partner with him. Um, I, you know what, watching that movie really brought me back to my closet and, um, my little section where I pray, I may write scripture and speak those. She puts them on the wall in the movie war room. I'm not running it. You can look that up. But um, I went all the way through these books, and I've got about 35 of them. That's not a virtue of holiness. It's a virtue of a woman who's desperate to see God do things that no man has ever seen. Come on, somebody. That's not holiness right there. That's not some Mother Teresa. Oh, I'm not like Pastor Rhonda. I'm not like Pastor Rhonda. Well, you got her in your mind. I am a frail daughter of the Most High God who is desperate and believes that his word will not return to him void. And the name of these one was when victory demands all, and I date it. I don't date what I write in there, but as I traveled through it... Yesterday morning I could read those scriptures and I knew at every point where I was, where our church was, where my family was, what the devil's hot fiery dragon had brought up against me. But I'm here to tell you when victory demands your all, you can speak and claim the promises of God. It can be on a notebook. It can be on a journal. It can be in your Bible. It can be anywhere you want it to be. But you begin to strategize. It caused Abraham to change God's mind and God did not kill Lot. It called Moses to change God's mind when God said I'm going to wipe Israel out they have got on my last nerve the last time but Moses recounted to God you are the great loving kind almighty father and you cannot do this if you do this people will not believe in you God was not going to do that but God wanted a man to bring God's word back to God and say you said it that settled it and I bring it before you today as a petition it calls Daniel though he read that in Seventy years God would release Israel it caused Daniel to pick up the words that Jeremiah had penned and Daniel began to pace and three times a day he began to pray why why when God already said they were going to be free when God already said it was going to be a miracle because Daniel knew that the uh, premise had taken place the principle had been put into motion that God wanted a family when he created Adam and Eve and God wants to partner with you and I that we might claim and guess what Israel Did get out of Babylon. And they did march home. And they did retake Jerusalem. And they did form a nation called Israel. Which is one of the most powerful nations in the world. And Job did pray for his friends. And God did did heal him of his disease and Esther did reverse a king's edict even though it was said it could not be reversed but she went before him but God had ways above it and God had the king issue a new edict so that Israel could survive I'm going to tell you I don't know why he does it but I know for every day that I have liked writing down scriptures about my family you see I could preach out of these for days they're long handed but they're scriptures that I claimed and I wrote people's name and I board was it because I was holy again I say not to you that it was it was simply that this little 54 year old has seen that all the father do things beyond comprehension somebody give him praise so how does God what's his perspective on your trouble today well here you go second Corinthians 4 and 17 for our light and temporary momentary troubles. He calls them momentary. Look at your neighbor and say momentary. Come on, God, are you kidding me? <laughs> that trouble lasted eight years. Come, Anybody with me? <laughs> that trouble lasted 20 years. But God said, it's just a moment to me. He said, because they're achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Outweighs what? The trouble. Say the glory. Outweighs the trouble. Jesse Duplantis, great known preacher, funny, funny preacher, Cajun, known around the world. He had a vision, he said, and went to heaven. It's not mine to judge it, but those that have gone through it and known him for years said that it was true. They felt that it is true what he saw. He had a vision. He went to heaven and saw many things I won't go into except this one thing and another. He saw, um, he saw angels um, going around God's throne, the seraphim, as the Bible says, and said when God just would kind of lift one finger, if it were. Now, those kind of analogies, God doesn't have a finger like we do. But when God would go just to lift those angels because his glory was so full, would, would just slam up against the wall because he's so full of glory. Say, my God is full of glory. But he said as he was getting ready to leave heaven, this is the point I want to make. It's a great vision. You'll have to hear him preach it. It'll, it'll just bless your soul. He said he saw the Apostle Paul, and the Apostle Paul passed him and said, Jesse. He knew his name he said jesse our affliction is but for a moment on earth he said people on earth have made it a lifetime they've taken any affliction any trouble they have and they viewed it a lifetime tell them to change it back to a moment god says to us from his perspective your trouble is but a moment everyone say but a moment your ways god's ways your thoughts God's thoughts. Let's get God's divine perspective. Rhonda Davis needs his perspective on my trouble this morning, and you do as well. Isaiah 46 and 23, for I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by my own name and I will never go back on my word. Every knee will bow to me. Every tongue will confess allegiance to me. I created you. This is your father speaking about you. And I've cared for you since before you were born. Figure that one out. I will be your God throughout your lifetime, and I love this as the gray is filling my head this very day. Until your hair is white with age, I made you, I will care for you, I will carry you along and save you. Someone say amen. God's divine perspective on your trouble. Out of the book of Psalms, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble, I will rescue them and honor them, and I will satisfy them with long life and show them my salvation. Come on, somebody. The psalmist goes on to say, the Lord hears his people when they call for help. He rescues them from trouble. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Get his perspective this morning. Have you ever been with someone that's brokenhearted? I have. I mean, it could be my enemy in that moment. It breaks me because that's the God in us. But the Lord says, I'm so close to those who weep, those who brokenhearted even on their own sin, their own tragedy. God has been broken over my sin before, but he rescues those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous may face many troubles, but the Lord rescues them from each and every one. I want you to say each and every. Everyone, that's the Lord's perspective this morning. It says the Lord will protect them from harm. Exodus 3, God tells Moses, I have seen my people crying out in Egypt. I have heard their cries. I'm aware of them, and I have come to deliver them. I love it that my God speaks adjective. His divine perspective is he hears, he sees, he knows. Say, my God sees hears and knows. I love what Isaiah said in all their distress. He too was distressed. I love that when we are passing through a moment of distress, our low perspective, God's perspective is I feel your pain. I put your tears in a bottle and I too am distressed, but I love it that he doesn't leave it there. Someone say he doesn't leave it. There, But it goes on to say the angel of his presence is sent from his presence to the very person that is distressed and the angel of the Lord saves them. If you think you've gotten through any distress, if I think I've gotten through any distress because of strong DNA or courage, it has not been because if the Lord had not been on our side, where would we have been? If the Lord had not sent his angels to you in the moment of your sin and the a moment of your disobedience or attack or distress or disease or bad news, we thought we were standing by ourselves, but it was the angels from heaven who filled our house and said, You will not be taken out, you will not give up, you will not sink down into discouragement. Hallelujah to the Lord of the hosts, His name is forever. If you and I could see, as we've said before. The drama that we can't see pales in comparison to what we can see. If we could see the times, it was the angels who filled our house. It was the angels who pressed in around our bedside. It was the angels who came and ministered to us. You say the Bible says in Psalms, those who look to him will be radiant with joy. Not those that look to man, but those that look to him. No shadow of shame will darken their face. For I cried out, David said to the Lord, and he heard me, and he set me free. Everyone say, he set me me free from all my fears. Someone say from all my fears. God's divine perspective is your heavenly father is, he sees what brings you fear and he wants to set you and I free from it. Boy, there are things in our land today, plagues abound, pestilence abound, Wars abound, in times. Chip's going to get in your arm in 2017. No, it's going to be tomorrow. You're not going to know. It's going to be on your phone. Um, you know, you, you hurt here. You Google that. I mean, anybody but me. And then you tell your husband, you know, you, oh, my goodness, what it just said about me. I mean, there is bad news everywhere. Headlines have come to bring fear. But the Lord says, who is an earth, not an earthly father but a heavenly father, I hate what makes you afraid. If you think for a moment, if I think for a moment, that when things make me afraid that my heavenly Father is at all not moved by that, then we do not understand divine perspective. In Zechariah, the second chapter, God says, He who harms you, listen to the voice of your Father, divine perspective, touches the apple of my eye. The New Living Translation says it touches my most precious possession." That means whatever this fallen world has brought through the beginning of time with Adam and Eve that that dwells in our land of sin and abound when it touches us, whether that is an attack, sickness, fear, discouragement, you name it. He says it touches my most precious possession. I want you to say something. I know I'm a teacher and a mama, so I get kind of lunchbox note on these kind of things. But I want you to say I am his most precious possession. That's what he says about you. And he goes on to say like a warrior will. And he says, not only have they touched my most precious possession, but I'm going to come and be a wall of fire around you. Anybody know what a firewall is on your computer? I'm going to come be a wall of fire around you. And I'm going to protect that agent from going any farther, says the Lord, because I'm going to be the glory in the midst of you. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. How does God see your weakness How does God see your lack this morning? How does he see it? Well, 2 Corinthians 12 and 8 says, My gracious favor is all you need, says the Lord. My power works best in your weakness. That's divine perspective. Yours is that your weakness is no good and is never going to be in good. But God says, My strength works best in weakness so that the power of Christ may work through me. Here you go. Is your problem too large? God is able to accomplish more than we might ask or think. As if you would come and begin to help me God is able to accomplish more than you could ask or think Ephesians three twenty is your need too great God I'm not done preaching so don't leave. God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance second Corinthians 9 and 8 is your temptation too severe God is able to help us when we are tested Hebrews 2 and 18 every time I finish say amen are your sins too numerous he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him Hebrews seven twenty five. amen is your future too frightening God says in Jude 24 God is able to keep you from falling away and bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. someone say amen is your enemy too strong Philippians 3 and 21 says God God is able to seduce all things to himself. If your father was Bill Gates and your computer broke, where would you turn? If Travari were your dad and your violin string snapped, to whom would you go? Your father is God. And if you have a problem on your hands, what do you do? You use his word. God is able to accomplish, provide, help, save, keep, subdue. He is able to do what you can't do. He's got a plan and God is not bewildered. Somebody give him praise. God says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. Psalms 20 says, in times of trouble, may the Lord respond to your cry. May the God of Israel keep you safe from all harm. May he grant, one of my favorite passages, Psalms 20, your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. And may we... This is where we get that. I love to shout for victory for people. May we shout for joy when we hear of your victory flying banners in the sky to honor your God. I remember a few years back I was facing an unbelievable attack and a lot of my sisters that are preachers stood on that verse and they would text me every day. We're going to fly banners in the sky when God puts your enemy underneath your feet. We're not just going to be quiet and say, oh God did oh, 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 No, 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 no. We're going to stand up and fly banners to the Most High God who gives victory in his name somebody give God a shout of praise I'm going to wave a banner to God and God says in Zephaniah 3 cheer up oh you people Mm -mm -mm. don't be afraid for the Lord your God has arrived to live among you he is a mighty savior and he will live among you he will rejoice I love this right here it shows God's you know, God just gets a little excited. Mm, I love seeing a little black lady on the war room because I thought that's the way I like to pray. I love it when she got a victory and she couldn't stop shaking. Because I think we get that from God. Be it quiet, timid, or loud, I just think when your team wins, you shout. Come on. When they do a touchdown, you shout. When the horses that Debbie and I are pulling for at Triple Crown win, I'm screaming, crying, jumping up and down, having the Holy Ghost time in my living room. Why? Because God put it in us to want to see a win. God didn't put it in you to want to see a defeat. And if you think God is wanting to see a defeat in your life, you are misperceiving who He is and what He can do. You think why your heart gets happy over a win and a victory? I mean, I remember the little race. I used to watch Dancing with Stars years ago before it got really out there, vulgar. But there was a little race car guy. I can't believe it was an Elio or Elio or something. And when he won, he was from another country. like, I did it, I did it, I did it. I mean, I was running around the den. I'm thinking, that's silly. But, you know, here's the deal. That's why I get excited when we praise. Because we're talking about the greatest victor of all time. Alpha Omega, inexhaustible in his glory. Forgive me. Presbyterian Church may never welcome me, though I can speak to them. I know how to contain it for 28 minutes, Tiffany. But when I get excited, doesn't matter if I was going to preach on day start or preach to two people in a shack. I've done it both, and it's awesome. But they'd say, Pastor please make up, our Don't switch your makeup off. I said, I can't promise you nothing. Please don't shake your hair down. I said, I can't promise you nothing. Because when they get ready to worship, that's my God they're talking about. That's my overcomer. You see, I can focus on everybody that didn't beat what I'm trying to beat. Or I can vote and focus myself on the God who's given victory time and time again. I'm going to think about him. It says he will rejoice over you. One says he will hilea, which means to stand up and turn around, right, Pastor? And twirl around. You see, that means he just stands up and he twirls around. And says "Woo! rhonda Dunn went after that thing that's my girl i'm gonna speak without titles todd just went after that thing that's my boy Whoa! i gotta get up and twirl i gotta feel it that's why i'm thankful growing up my parents took me to all cultures and i got to see my african-american brothers and sisters worship i got to see my german brothers and sisters my american And I'm telling you, sometimes American can have the least amount of joy. We've got to learn to celebrate with each other what God has done. Because it says he gets up and rejoices. and says that's one year Rita's been sober. That's 11 months that somebody has done this. I don't remember all your times, sisters. But if I had them all before me, I'd say every single one of them. He'd get up and leave. He'd say, That's three days. Rhonda Davis hadn't been mean to her family. Woohoo! Yeah. He said, I will rejoice over you with great gladness and with love. I will calm all your fears. That means he rejoices over us with happy song. Get you off of that fear. I tried to get my nephew unafraid of Chuck E. Cheese. You ever been Chuck E. Cheese? And the clowns, he's a great man of God. He'd be here and be embarrassed, 30 years old now. Man of God, two children, man of God. When he was a baby, I took him to Chuck E. Cheese. And he'd all the way home. He'd say, the clown, the clown, the clowns. And I'd go into singing worship songs, and he's singing them in the middle. He goes, the clowns. And I'd sing more worship songs. And it's, it's a funny little story because it goes on and on. I'm not going to tell it, but I kind of see that with us in God. The fear, the fear. And God says, but I love you your mind. I can handle this this time. I know who you are, but I know who I am, says the Lord. So you just keep being afraid, or the choice I'll give you today is to trust in me. I am your Lord, and I am God, and I can do all things. See it. But God, this is standing in front of me. And God, this is going around me. And He says, I see that too. But I am alpha. you end he's the keeper of creation and the creator of it all he's the architect of the universe the manager of all time he always was he always is and he always will be unmoved unchanged undefeated never undone he was bruised but brought healing he was pierced but he heals pain he was persecuted but he brings us freedom he was dead but he brings life He was persecuted, but he brings power, and he was raised to bring hope. The world can't understand him. Armies cannot defeat him. Schools can't explain him. Leaders can't ignore him. Herod can't kill him. Nero couldn't crush him. The New Age couldn't replace him, and Oprah cannot explain him away. Remind yourself, he is light, he is love, and he is longevity. He is the Lord. He is goodness. He is kindness. He is faithfulness. He is God. He is holy. He is righteous. He is powerful, but yet he is pure. His ways are right. His word is eternal. His will is unchanging. His mind is on us. He is our Savior. He is our guide. He is our peace, our comforter, our Lord, and he rules our life. We serve Him because His bond is love. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. His goal for us is abundant life. We follow Him because He's the wisdom of the wise. He's the power of the powerful. He's the ancient of days. He's the ruler of rulers. He's the leader of leaders. And His goal in relationship is that He will never leave you or me or forsake us. He will never mislead you. He will never forget you. He will never overlook you. He will never, ever cancel His appointment on His appointment book for you. The victory He's written. The breakthrough. When you fall, He will lift you up. When you fail, He'll forgive you. When you're weak, He is strong. When you're lost, He is your way. He's your courage. He's your bravery. When you stumble, He will steady your feet back up When you hurt, he will heal you. When you're broken, he will mend you. When you're blind, he will lead you. When you are lost, he will find you. When you're hungry, he will feed you. When you face trials, he is with you. When you face persecution, he will shield you. When you have problems, he will comfort you. When you face loss, he will One day he will carry us all in his arms home with him by death or the rapture. He is everything for everybody, every day, every time, every way, every moment. He is our God. And the divine perspective he wants you to get, you belong to him. I'm done preaching. Somebody stand and give him the praise this morning. Come on. Somebody give him praise all over this house. That's your God. That's your God. That's your Alba, Father. Come and let's stand in the altars. Pastor Todd, if you'd pick those books up, please, sir. Let's stand for a moment. Let's pray with each other before we go. Come on, everybody, just come. Stand by each other. Let's pray with each other. Oh, just lift your hands when you get down here.